1: Yes, because it, it's not the elegance of our words. It's what's in our heart that the Lord hears and he sees. And I think about in the scripture it says, um, when we know not how we ought to pray, the Holy Spirit prays through us. And I, I, that's the part I love about the four steps. It takes our eyes off of ourselves completely and places it up on God. Each one of those steps is all about him and his word. And it's powerful.
0: Welcome to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about the messy, less than perfect, but real stuff of life. My name's Jill Savage, and I'll be your host. I'm so glad you're here. Let me tell you a story. When my oldest daughter was heading to school, I found myself super anxious about the change. And if I'm honest, I was more worried about her riding the school bus than I was about her actually going to school. (laughs) About that time, my husband attended a conference and he brought me home a brochure about an organization that brought moms together to pray for their children and their schools. And just knowing that this existed honestly reduced my anxiety about Anne going to school. So I called the number on the brochure. And I wanted to find a group for my daughter's school, only to hear the voice on the other end of the phone say that there wasn't one. My heart dropped. Then she said, would you like to start one? (laughs) I was like, well, that wasn't why I was calling. No, I would not like to start one. And she said, well, if you can gather the mothers, I will come and teach you how to pray. And I was like, well... I can gather the mothers. I can do that. I knew five or six moms in my daughter's school and um, or in the neighborhood at our church, and I thought, okay, I can do that. And, but honestly, the concept, because the, their, their little brochure said that they prayed for an hour. And I was like, an hour? What in the world would you pray for an hour? And so I was so overwhelmed at that. I was like, no, I'm, I can't start a group. But when she said, I'll teach you how to pray if you'll gather the people, I was like, okay, we can do that. So we did. I learned so much in that very first group. And then I continued on, and little did I know how much that Moms in Prayer group would change my life. Moms in Prayer taught me how to pray. It taught me how to trust God with my worries. It also helped me to become comfortable praying with others. And because it was so life-changing for me, I have asked Sally Burke to join me today so that we can talk about praying for your children and your grandchildren. Sally is the president of Moms in Prayer International. She's an international speaker, the author of three books, including Unshaken, Experience, the Power and Peace of a Life of Prayer. Welcome to the No More Perfect Podcast, Sally.
1: Thank you, Jill. I love your introduction. I love to hear that Moms and Prayer story. That's incredible. And I love the title of your podcast, No More Perfect. We are perfectly imperfect.
0: Yep, we are. Exactly. Exactly. And so we talk about the real stuff of life here. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, your family, where you live. Just kind of fill us in.
1: Okay. Well, my story is a little bit different. I grew up in Cocoa Beach, Florida. I worked on the space shuttle where I met my very cute fellow engineer. And we soon got married. And he came home one day saying he listened to a radio. So just think, a podcast, something like that, a radio. And he had received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And I thought, no, what has <laughs> happened to my brilliant husband? And I soon watched him change. His whole life completely changed. And he bought me a Bible for Christmas. I thought, well, that's an unusual gift. And he had prayed over it, handed it to me. And then I soon received Jesus Christ. Just reading that Jesus was God in the book of John. I surrendered my life. To him, And I soon called out to him, Lord, teach me to pray. And my story is very similar to yours. Um, The answer was taking me to a mom's in prayer group where I found out just as the Lord taught his disciples to pray, God teaches us to pray and to lay down all of our burdens, all of our fears. And we become his vessels in which he touches the lives here on this earth.
0: Oh, wow. I love hearing those dynamics of your story. I had no idea that your husband came to Christ first and then introduced you. Wow. That is really cool. And okay, you kind of like jumped right over this. You said you were <laughs> working on the space shuttle. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. My dad had worked on the Apollos and and that always intrigued me. And and so I ended up working on the space shuttle and got to work with some of the most brilliant minds around the world. But the greatest adventure I've ever been on is walking with Jesus Christ. And and that's, mm-hmm. you, you cannot, I mean, as you and I pray, Joe, we know we can change the trajectory of this next generation. We can bring hope to the hopeless. We can watch God move in their lives and fulfill his great plan and his great pleasure. So, yeah, that was a season working on that. But, you know, that that God is the greatest, you know, inventor, creator. Uh, We think about Genesis 1, 1 through 3. That's the scientific formula. You know, it takes time, energy and space to create something from nothing. And only God could do that. So Mm -hmm. it it was a perfect uh, launching into what God called me to do.
0: Wow, P- pun intended there, or no pun intended? <laughs> <watching>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! I love it. So, I was reading a little bit about your story, and it sounds like you and I were both introduced to Moms in Prayer in 1990. That's the same wow, year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was the same year that I got introduced. So we go way back. <laughs> yes. Yes, we
1: do. Yeah. We do. And that means that many years of watching God move in the lives of our kids, whether they be in preschool all the way now, they're adults and yes. praying for our grandkids and watching God move in their lives.
0: Yeah. Well, so when you were part of your very first Moms in Prayer group, what effect did that have on your life?
1: Oh, uh, totally transforming. And just as you said, so I walked in not knowing how to pray. And, the, you know, you pray out loud and mom's in prayer. And I walked in, I just listened to these women praise God for who he is, his name, his attributes and character. And I said, oh, Lord, I want to be here forever. Whatever this place is, this is where I want to be. And we think about when we praise God, he enters the praises of his people. We're in the very presence of God and then each and every week I would see answers to prayer. It took me a while to, to really have the courage to pray out loud, but moms in prayer is so simple. You put your child's name in his word and then God does, does the work. He's the one who answers the prayer. So yeah. it, it just transformed me. I, I just fell in love with him. I fell in love with the power and, and the blessing of prayer and wanting to bless everybody on that school campus, every child, every teacher.
0: Yes. And that was that was one of the things that was super impactful for me was um, not only praying for my kids, but praying for their school, their principal, their teachers. You know, I, I saw things that I wanted to see change, actually, which my normal I, I can be pretty outspoken and I can be, you know, trying to make a change happen. And I saw some of those things happen just simply through prayer.
1: Yes, yes. So much of it happened, like curriculum that would come into our campus. And we as a parent knew it wasn't good. And so what we did at Moms and Prayers, we began to to pray. And as a mom, you you know share with the administrators, we just don't think this is good for our kids. But it was the power of prayer that removed that curriculum. And it's so fun because the one teacher who was teaching it and was so adamant about it, She came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Her husband came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and her four kids came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. So God does immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. So it's not our power, but it's His power work within us that brings Him the glory.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why do you think it is important for moms to come together and pray?
1: Well, if you think about it, two is stronger than one, but it's it strengthens our faith. It's, it's amazing. So you think about Moses was out there battling, lifting up his, his staff, and the children of Israel were in the battle. And every time his arms came down, well, Joshua and the children of Israel started losing the battle. So his two friends came alongside of him and held up his arm until they're victorious. And there are times when we're so weary, we see with our eyes what our kids are going through, the tough situations they're going through. And that other mom comes alongside of you with this faith that's amazing. And these yes. prayers that you wouldn't even thought to pray for. And yet God is giving that eternal gift to that other mom to bless your child. And so it, it's just miraculous. It's It's strengthening. It's And then you become, Jill, as you know, best friends for Jesus Christ, you know, forever. That's your sister (laughs) that, you know, loves your kids unconditionally and and stands with you and, and battles with you for your child.
0: And knows them by name. Because they've prayed for them by name alongside of you. And I still see women that were in my mom's in prayer group and I still see them and they will, you know, they'll ask specifically and I can do the same thing for their kids because I also had the privilege of praying for their kids by name. So, yes, you're right.
1: And then our kids know they have advocates for them. My kids are grown and they still love visiting those moms that had prayed for them. They know those moms love them and are for them and want to know what's happening in their lives. It's an incredible gift.
0: Yes, it is. You know, you said earlier, you used the word simple that Moms in Prayer really is very simple, kind of a simple format. And, And really, this is where I got introduced to the four steps of prayer. And I still use it for my life. When I talk to the Lord on a daily basis, I still use the four steps of prayer. And so uh, would you be willing to share what the four steps of prayer are and why they're important?
1: Yes, yes. Well, the four steps you think about when Jesus taught his disciples, you know, it's it's praise, silent confession, because we want to make sure that we are those empty vessels and that we just cleanse it. And we do it silently because not everybody's going to hear all my sins. And then a time of Thanksgiving, I always describe, we thank God for answers to prayer. It's like a Holy Spirit party. And every week we watch and see and witness God answer prayer. And then the last step is intercession. And I like the word intercession. It means to interrupt. So you think about the plan Satan would love to sift, destroy our children. Yet we're going to interrupt his plans with the word of God. And God's word does not come back void. So if you and I are praying, we would look up a few scriptures, a name, an attribute, a character of God, like, oh, God, you are all powerful. You're almighty. You're all present. You're all knowing. And then we would praise him according to his word. And then we'd go into this time of silent confessing, oh, Lord, you know, just ask him to forgive us because we lost it on our kids or we're worried about this or whatever it may be. And then Thanksgiving, we get to hear each other's answers to prayer. We all rejoice together. And then we're going to do the work of intercession. We're going to stand in the gap. We're going to battle for the children, our children, and then the children on that campus and the teachers on that campus. And I've seen uh, in our valley, thousands of kids have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And many, many teachers have come to know the Lord and Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So it's a powerful yet simple, a child. I taught my four kids from the ages one to 11 how to pray these four steps of prayer.
0: Yes, yes. I did too. I did exactly the same thing. In fact, when they were little, I used to do it was kind of a fill in the blank with them and I would say, you know, let's pray together and I would say, Jesus you are and then they had to fill in that blank and then I would say, Jesus I'm sorry for and they had to fill in that. And then we would move on to I thank you for and they would fill it in and then I'm asking you for. And they got it,
1: like that is they so good. it was.
0: They got it. It was so simple, but they always and and I, you know, then we would pray together as they did that. But they learned then the four steps to prayer. It became yes. their normal way of talking to God.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You know, and three of my kids are part of their church prayer team because they mm. learned and they witnessed and they saw. So yeah. Oh, Jill, that's a, a great thing. You, you, you could write a little book on that. That is so good.
0: Yeah. I think I've included it in a couple of my books. Um, so good. Yeah. Just, it's, it's just a simple way, but it's really based on those four steps, which really, yes. most of those are based upon the Lord's Prayer. Yes. When you When you look at the Lord's Prayer... It's a pattern for prayer. And so that's exactly what it's. It's just taking the Lord's Prayer because really when Jesus led into the Lord's Prayer, he was saying, when you pray, pray like this. So that's really what it's doing. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that was really uh, a new concept for me Um, Which, by the way, you know, I said in when I opened up this episode that I couldn't imagine praying for an hour. Like, what in the world would you talk to God for for an hour? But when you are doing it through these four steps, it's amazing how quickly an hour goes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, oh, my goodness, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time.
0: It really is. But one of the things I learned... uh, from Moms in Prayer was the concept of praying in one accord. And I had never heard of that. I didn't understand it. So can you share what praying in one accord is?
1: Yes, yes. And so it's agreement, prayer is conversational. So one person doesn't dominate it. So you may be saying, um, like, let's say we praise God, you may go, Oh, Lord, I praise you that you're good. And that other mom goes, Yes, I agree. You're the good, good father. And it's that simple. Or if it's a Prayer for a child, you may say, "Oh Lord, may my son love you with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength." Other mom go, "Yes, his mind. May his mind be set on things above." And so it's a back and forth. It's a conversation. Nobody's dominating anything. It's like it's the the Lord. You're talking to the Lord and agreeing with one another.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, and that really helps you to number one, you don't feel like it's like there's pressure to perform because literally you may only pray a short sentence, but you know that somebody's praying that along with you. And then maybe they'll kind of ping pong off of that or, you know, springboard off of that with another angle of it.
1: Yes, yes. And then that allows the Holy Spirit to pray through you. And there's so many times a mom would open up her eyes and go, do you know my child? And I said, no, but obviously the Lord does. She goes, because that prayer you just prayed he needed so badly. And yes, that conversational prayer allows the the Holy Spirit to move in that period Mm -hmm. of
0: time. And you know what? The other thing that it did is it helped me to take my eyes off of me. And just put it on, what's the goal of the group here? And that's just to come before God together. So I think a lot of times where we get scared when we pray with other people is that it's, I'm afraid like they pray so much better or they say things in such a better way. And it's like, no, we just need to get what's on our heart out. There's nothing fancy about prayer. It's just having a conversation with God.
1: Yes, because it, it's not the elegance of our words; it's what's it's in our heart that the Lord hears and mm-hmm. He sees. And I think about in the Scripture it says, um, "When we know not how we ought to pray, the Holy Spirit prays through us." And I, I, that's the part I love about the four steps. It takes our eyes off of ourselves completely and places it upon God. Mm-hmm. Each one of those steps is all about Him and His Word.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's powerful. It is, you know, my husband and I use conversational prayer, praying in one accord when we pray together. And that was, and I'll tell you, it took us a while to be comfortable praying together. It, it really did. It's normal now, but what I have found for anyone that's listening is like, oh, I can't even imagine my husband and I being able to pray together. Like that's so uncomfortable. You got to push through awkward to get to a new normal. And we did that. We pushed through awkward and now it's so normal for us. But a lot of times we'll take a walk and one of us will just start and say, you know, I want to lift up, you know, and then we'll name one of our kids and something specific. And then the other one will pick that up and pray something specific. And we'll just kind of go back and forth on that child for a little while. And then we move on to the next one. And so we use praying in one accord in our praying together.
1: Oh, and you described it so well. It's one subject at a time. You're right. It's not a laundry mm-hmm. list you give to God. You know, you don't go, okay, God, I got this list for you. I want you to accomplish. And then we're disappointed because he doesn't do our will. So you're right. It's that subject and, and seeking God's will for that person. I love that. As we drive into work, it takes us over an hour to get to Moms and Prayer headquarters. We do conversational prayer the
0: whole way down.
1: And then before we know mm-hmm. it, we're here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I would say driving is the second place that we love to pray. You know, it's walking and driving are our two best places yes. to pray for sure. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, Moms in Prayer is an international organization. And I'm curious, what similarities and what differences do you see in other cultures with moms and with prayer?
1: Oh, my goodness. The heartbeat of the mom beats the same all over the world. We're now in 161 countries around the world. And all countries use the four steps of prayer. And that's what unifies them, brings them together. But some of their struggles, I want you to imagine there is this group of women that Wrote, it took them three hours to get to their mom's in prayer group. So we pray one hour once a, a week. They stayed there and they prayed and prayed. They said it took them three hours to get there by bike, by walking. They were going to stay and they were going to pray even longer. But one hour wow. once a week, the four steps in our booklet never changes. It's the same as whether they're in, you know, Turkey, whether they're in South America and you know, Central America, Asia, Europe, or North America—they're all using our four steps. It. They may be in a village, they may be in a mud hut, they may be in a high rise, mm-hmm. but their focus is on God, and they all grasp the four steps. We had this group of women who lived on top of a garbage dump, and wow. the the country coordinator of Uganda went and shared the four steps of prayer with them. The next year, she went around to visit them again, and they were living in apartments. And she says, "Oh my goodness." What had changed? And I said, well you taught us who God is. And we called upon the Lord who provide, provide us a home off these garbage dumps. And sure enough, God answered their prayers. So yes, it looks different. It can be a garbage dump. It can be in somebody's car. It can be, you know, somebody's flat in Europe or a mud hut in in a different country. But God is the same God. And their heart beats the same. They want God to move in the lives of their children. 2020 was a very interesting year. And I Mm. thought, oh no, what's going to happen with our women? All over the world. I mean, you, you got to imagine the kids in some of these countries get fed once a day, and that's at school. Schools shut down. What was going to happen? Well, mm-hmm. our women rose up, and they continued to pray. They taught themselves how to Zoom. <laughs> how do you, you know, use WhatsApp. They would not stop praying. They found whatever they knew they could find, even though they were sheltered in. Some of them were locked in and, and as I, I was asking, them, you know, how did you survive that? They go, hope just kept arising in us as we kept calling out to God. So yes, it looks different everywhere, but yet God is moving. I I, I wanna tell you, God has placed us in this period of time for his purpose to bring this world, hope and light, because the world is yes. desperate for it. Yes. You know? and, and so the message is spreading pretty quickly, pretty fast that Jesus is, is that hope.
0: Yes. Yes. So you wrote a book, unshaken, experience the power and the peace of a life of prayer. And so what's really the core message of your unshaken book?
1: You know, and it's interesting too because I wrote it before uh twenty twenty, and it was that we can stand unshaken because I've witnessed women around the world that stood unshaken because their faith was in God and not what they saw. That that once they learned these four steps, they were transformed. They were unstoppable women that were impacting their village, their state, their country for Christ and saying such things as may our country no longer be known as a country of genocide, but a country of prayer. I mean, just the transformation. And I couldn't help but get those stories out because what I was seeing, the letters that were written to me, whether a mom's in prison or a mom's in another country, the hope that they had there unshaken in Christ alone So I just wrote down the stories and and wrote down the scriptures that went along with those stories. I I couldn't help it. You know, you just, you had to share what God was doing.
0: Yes. Can you, can you share one or two of those stories uh, that I would love to hear those?
1: Yes. I I, I love it. Because at this period of time when I wrote this story, this is one that was amazing to me. It was in the country of Ukraine that Russian tanks were coming in. And they would, what they would do is they would blow out the um, storefront so they could take over the town. And there was a group of moms and per moms that had businesses in that town. And the tanks were right out there ready to come in. And they said, we were going to take our families and run to the hills. Then we remembered who God was. So these women stood on their town line. They raised up their hands and they praised God. And those tanks never came. They stopped and turned around and went home. I mean... That's just one wow. of so many stories or a couple coming from a communist country into into my office and sharing with me how this woman's parents were put in prison for their faith in Jesus. And every day she would go into school, they'd say, aren't you going to give up your Jesus? If you don't, you're going to end up like your parents in jail. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't, she wouldn't. And then she joined moms in prayer. And the husband's telling me this story because he's translating for me. And he says, do you understand what's happening? Not only are the children coming to know Jesus Christ, but the teachers are. The walls of communism are coming down as the prayers are going up. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) this just blows my mind. And he was one of the children with Elizabeth Elliot. His mom was one of those women that they're, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. The stories that I get to hear and see and witness, because women are praying. they its yes. just a mom. They're just moms gathering together, two or more moms. And yet, boom, we watch them impact um, their children's lives, their communities for Christ.
0: Yeah. Oh, so powerful. You know, as you're t- sharing those stories, I'm thinking, you know, this there's a, a question that begs to be uh, discussed, and that is unanswered prayer. What What do we do, Sally, when it feels like we have prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed and we're not getting an answer to that prayer? What's been your experience and what have you learned?
1: Well, my Monday afternoon group is like one of those groups where we had a young man who was in jail, you know, just different prodigals that the kids hadn't heard from. And I want to tell you, hold on, because every week we see something like that prodigal that I hadn't talked to her mom in three and a half years, happened to stop by a church in North Carolina because it was cute, sat in there, sat next to Aunt hey, Graham Watts. And I Oh my mom, no, guess who I sat next to? Both of my kids have life-altering, life-threatening diseases. My son, last year, my one son was diagnosed with liver disease that's uncurable, untreatable. Mm. And yet, I watch the peace of Christ. Him and his wife have this peace that's unbelievable. My prayer is that every day God gives them, they can have joy in the moment. They have two young kids. May they, and that's what we see. I have adults from their church come up to me. Why do they have such peace? And I say, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. So life is hard. I mean, I, I will mm-hmm. tell you it's hard. It's difficult. But yet God, if, if we look at the circumstances, we're going to feel defeated. But if we look at Christ, we're going to make it through this journey of life filled with joy and overflowing with hope.
0: Yes, yes. And sometimes we have to, pray for the long haul. Like sometimes it is, I think we, we live in such an instant world and we want to see, we want to see an answer right away. And sometimes it is a long process. Sometimes I know, sometimes I have had prayers be answered But I'm looking to the left for them to be answered a certain way. And God's over here working on the right. And I'm not seeing it at all because I'm like, why aren't you working? Why aren't you working? Why aren't you working? And he's like. Hello, I am, but it's just not the way you think that it yes. was. It was going to play out. And
1: and what happens a lot of times is we have to let go with our dreams for our kids. Yes. God has something so far richer and greater. My oldest boy had grand mal seizures. And he was a straight A, brilliant student, and yet he could barely make it through high school because of the grand mal seizures. Well, today he's a teacher helping resource kids. Because he has gone through that journey. But I, you have to let go of what you think God created them for. And God shows you. One of my favorite stories, is my co-author, Cindy Deneve, it was her brother who had dyslexia. And his mom prayed for him. Well, it got worse. He joined gangs. His mom prayed for him. It got worse. He ended up in jail. She prayed for him. It got worse. He ended up in, in silent uh, confinement. There he got a Bible. And he calls out to God, God, if you're real, Help me be able to read that. And he read it, received Jesus Christ. He's a pastor reaching people that you and I, you know, we couldn't reach. We couldn't relate to. And he's impacting this world for Christ. But that's a long haul. A lot of disappointments. A lot of heartache.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that story. That is powerful. And God used the pain in his life for his purpose that he had for him. So I love that. Yeah. You know, when I first became involved in Moms in Prayer, you guys primarily had groups for like moms of kids in elementary school, junior high and high school. But now you have a lot more variety of groups, right? Yes. So yes. Tell, tell us a little bit more about the different kinds yeah. of moms in prayer groups.
1: I love that because we're lifetimers. You know, it's like, it's so interesting. When my child hit middle school, I was going to stay with the elementary school and he sits me on our stairs and says, mom, I'm going to middle school. I need, I need prayer. Well, my adult children are like, uh, don't stop praying for me. You know, mm-hmm. I still need prayer. So you continue on. It's after your kids graduate from college, it's, it's, it's career time. And so we pray for them. And we choose a school to pray for. We, Us, our Monday afternoons, all career. We don't have any in college. We don't have any. And so we're praying for this elementary school. And we watch this elementary school go from the worst to the worst, to having a good news club on their campus, having a Christian principal and new buildings. And so you continue on. Your kids may get older, or you may be a grandma who's praying for your grandkids. And yes. our grandkids need prayer because yes. as and you and I, like you said, I love how you say how you pray for your kids instead of telling them what to do. Well, our grandkids, we don't have control over them. We can love them, but our prayers are needed. So there's grandmas and prayer groups too.
0: And so you call those like a grandparent prayer group. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the grandmothers come together and they pray. Our largest constituent still is the preschool to the high school mom. We, we yes. have and we have many more we'd like to see. We, our goal is that every school would be covered in prayer. Can you imagine? We're only at 10% of the wow. schools in the United States. If we would be at every... every there's Moms in Prayer, we see Revival and Spiritual Awakening. So can you imagine if we had every school covered? But yes, but we do have college groups. We have career groups. We have grandmothers. Every mom or aunt fits into one of those groups. We have, we have several aunts, two of our country coordinators are not moms, but the children of their countries like Venezuela and Brazil, those are their children and they're battling for the children of Brazil and the children of Venezuela.
0: Wow. That is powerful. That is powerful. And yes, as your children get older, you and I were talking about this before we hit record as your children get older you know, one of the things that we have to let go of is our control of their lives. And in my book, Empty Nest Full Life, one of the things I talk about is pray, don't say, pray, don't say. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we, we that's that is a, at least that's a place that we can put that energy to. It's like we want to say something, okay, the, let's just lift it up to the Lord. And, and I love what you told me. Um, You said, I'm always, because we can say if they ask our opinion, and you said, I'm always praying that they will ask my opinion. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
1: One of my, I have three kids on fire and I have one who has yet returned to the Lord. And so she has two of my grandkids, and it was so fun this last time we were there. My grandson says, Grandma, come here, come here. Look what I found on the Internet. And it's the Bible, and it's the ESV version, and he's reading Genesis. And I'm like, yes, hallelujah. <laughs> my prayers, you know, I don't have to, you know. So it's, and he knew I'd want to know. He knows I'm
0: right. praying for him. So that's pretty cool. Right. So very cool. Well, this has been a fabulous conversation. Of course, the question that begs to be answered is how can women become involved? How can they find or start a Moms in Prayer group?
1: Come to our website, momsandprayer.org, and you'll see join our community and some wonderful uh, woman will come along and side and help just like she did with you. She'll Mm -hmm. bring you into a group. If there's not a group yet, she'll help you start a group and, and you'll begin a wonderful journey. You'll meet best friends in Jesus Christ, prayer warriors that will come alongside of you. Perfectly imperfect moms will come alongside of you.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, I cannot, I'll tell you, if you've never been a part of a moms in prayer group, I just really want to encourage you to take that step. Not only will you begin to change the world and your child's school and the teachers there and uh, the administrators, but you'll begin to experience change in yourself when you are spending that much time with the Lord. And when you learn how to, how to be more comfortable talking to God. So I just cannot say enough. Head over to momsinprayer.org. dot org. Yes. Sally, would you be willing to close us in prayer and just to I pray would. for our listeners to take that next step in in their spiritual journey and and commit to prayer?
1: Oh, I would love to. Father, we praise you that you are a sovereign God. You have hand-picked chosen each one of these people to be here right now father and you are working through them father i pray that Mm -hmm. they'll know the height the depth the width the length the love of christ so they can be filled to complete fullness of you lord i ask that you'll do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine, according to your power's work within them. May you be glorified in them. Father, I pray that they'll become your mighty prayer warriors, that they know prayer is just a simple conversation with you. And Father, for those moms out there that feel like their burdens are too heavy, I pray that they'll become part of our community of praying women, find best friends in Jesus Christ, lifting their kids up to the very throne room of God and witnessing you move through them. Lord, you promise you who began a good work in us will complete it. And we rest in that. Father, thank you for Jill. Thank you for her incredible ministry, Father. And I pray a sweet blessing upon her and her family and all that they are doing for Christ. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over at jillsavage.org podcast. See you next week for another not perfect, but very important conversation about the real stuff of life.